Start from... This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. Oh, back again. Back to spend a good chunk of today recapping another loss. Not the best feeling in the world, but I will tell you today, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not as down in the dumps today as maybe I was a couple of Fridays ago or a couple of Mondays before that. I'm not going to tell you I'm on top of the world. Midweek games make me sleepy. But I think we can make it through today. It's a Friday. It's a beautiful day in Northeast Arkansas. Going to be an amazing weekend. I got a hunch we can power through this one together. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Workday Red Zone. We always appreciate you tuning in on KDA 970 AM along with 95.3, and 104.1 at KBRI. We stream online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app, search for KNEA, and uh, we'll be all set. If you want to shout at us today, call us 870-930-3776. And then uh, in addition to that, you can interact with us on social media, facebook.com slash 95.3 The Ticket. Also on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, uh, which I've got pulled up right now because there's steady, steady realignment rumors coming out today that we'll touch on later on in the program as well. Uh, you can also find our KavanaughCars.com question today by using the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara. Hey, I'm joined in studio by producer Kata Carlton. Good afternoon. He was busy spotting at the game last night, so we'll have uh, a lot of conversation about what happened last night at Centennial Bank Stadium. No guests today because uh, that just gives us more time to talk to you. We've got some Five for Friday picks ready to go. It's a Top 25 edition. B.A. Burrito is on the line. Uh, We've got a couple of clips we'll share with you today from Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones. And then, of course, a lot of recapping of last night, a lot of previewing of the weekend in terms of what's on tap. Today here on the program. Just a couple of quick news and notes. Of course, last night it was a back and forth affair for a lot of that game between Arkansas State and Louisiana at Centennial Bank Stadium. But again, ultimately the final score, Cajuns 28, Red Wolves 27, marking A-State's sixth straight loss. A-State struck first in this one. It was a scoreless first quarter. But then Lane Hatcher got the Red Wolves on the board as he found Corey Rucker in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. The teams, again, then traded scores for a couple of quarters before the Cajuns were able to hold the ball for the final 10 and a half minutes of that game last night to seal the win. Hatcher threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns in the loss, while EJ Alexander led the team with uh, defensively with 12 tackles. We'll go over individual and team stats later. Meanwhile, more hoops news that came out yesterday. Several Red Wolves basketball standouts earning recognition from the Sunbelt Conference. Of course, prior to when we went on air, Jaira Washington was recognized as a second-team all-conference selection for the women's team and uh, men's news. We told you it was going to happen, or at least we told you it better happen, but uh, it did happen. The Beast of Loma Fresca, <laughs> Norshad Omir, named the Sunbelt preseason 
Player of the Year. Marquise Eaton also earning some accolades, too. He was selected second team all-conference. So there you go. That's your latest A-State Roundup. Razorbacks in Little Rock this weekend. They will be hosting, or I guess hosting versus whatever you want to call it. It's, it's Arkansas Pine Bluff is who they'll be taking on. Of course, they are technically the home team there. But uh, Saturday's kickoff is at 11 a.m. Razorback fans, not to tell you how to live your life, but if you're on the fence about this one and you can't really find a good reason why you should go other than the obvious to go support your team, but if you want some added added uh, reasoning to go, the UAPB band is really, really good <laughs> and it's going to be a really, really nice day. So just uh, go watch the band. Go watch your team. Go watch the band. Um, CavanaughCars.com question today. Just what's your mindset following that 28-27 loss to Louisiana? Because I mentioned at the top of the program, you know, it like it sucks coming in here week after week after week and recapping a loss. But I, I think about how I felt two Fridays ago trying to recap a loss to Coastal Carolina and just having to dig for signs of life, for signs of optimism, for anything to make that Friday show not just be a two-hour cry fest. And I don't feel like that today. I I would feel better if the score was flipped. But I don't feel like I did a couple Fridays ago. Now, I'm never okay with a team being okay with a moral victory. They're, they're bad for a team. But for a fan base, might have helped you sleep a little bit better last night. That's kind of where I'm at today. That's kind of my mindset. Now, yours might be different. This might be one that uh, kind of one that gets away. If you look at this one as one that got away. The opportunities were there for the taking. The opportunities were there for the, for the upset. And A-State wasn't able to get it done. Heck, you might still be hung up on that uh, 99-yard touchdown that was given up, which, I mean, it was an awful play. I get it. Yeah. So there's a few different directions you can go in this. Uh, with this question, but again, what is your mindset following the loss last night? As, as far as how it unfolded, you know, there was kind of, early in the game especially, there were kind of shades of, of last year's contest between these two teams. Because uh, if you had told me last night that there would be not one but two different scoreless quarters in this game before kickoff, I probably would have called you a liar. Uh, but Arkansas State... Able to hold the Cajuns off the board in the first quarter. And that was that was easily the best defensive quarter Arkansas State has played all season. I mean, I don't even know what would, would compare to it. They probably played better in that quarter than they even did against UCA in any quarter to open the season. But you think about the way that one unfolded. You know, the very first drive of the Raging Cajuns for the the very first drive of the game for the Raging Cajuns, A State forces a three and out. And they did so in some pretty in, impressive fashion because uh you know the Cajuns get nine yards on their very first play of the game so they've got three more plays to be able to get one more yard and uh they end up having a pot they can't do it they can't convert or I guess two more plays to get one more yard so they go three and out on their very first possession and A-State did some other good things there in the first quarter several tackles for loss early in that game as A-State was able to make some plays behind the line of scrimmage of course, there was a big, big goal line stand where Arkansas State was able to keep the Cajuns off the scoreboard. After they had they had first and goal from the two, and A State said, "You know what? We're just nah, we're not feeling it today." 
I was, I was getting fired up at that point in time. You talk about what happened on offense on the flip side. Uh, of course, Arkansas State not able to get on the scoreboard in the first quarter. But then you get to the second quarter. And there was th- that first scoring drive for Arkansas State was just a, dr- it was a drive of beauty. I mean, it was somewhere in the neighborhood, I think, of, of 84 or so yards. You had about half of it rushing. You had about half of it passing. You did have a, a penalty first down in there that the Cajuns helped you out with. It was capped off by a nice Corey Rucker reception in the corner, front corner of the end zone. And uh, you're just starting to feel pretty good about how things are going. And not that at that point in time, you know, 25 minutes into the game, anybody was ready to just pencil in a win. But you saw some really good, significant signs of life in the first little bit of that game. They had the best drive of the season. Then you had the best kickoff of the season as there was a ball that just died, died in the coffin corner. Yeah. Almost, I honestly forgot about that. But, yeah, that was a huge play. It, I mean, it defied the law of physics yes. is, is what it did. Of course, all that did was set the Cajuns up for a 99-yard <laughs> touchdown run. And we saw that happen. Teams trade scores back and forth. And A-State, of course, uh, trailing 14-10 at the half, which uh, we threw out the number yesterday of, of how much Arkansas State has been outscored throughout the course of the season at the half. So they've, they've never led at the half this entire season. Uh, the closest they had came is was trailing 7-6 against UCA in Game 1. So last night, even though they were down 14-10 at the half, I was very, very encouraged by 14-10 at the half. Now, of course, in the second half, we saw these teams trade scores again. Uh, we saw another big chunk play allowed by the Arkansas State defense, and you just kind of want to beat your head on, on the desk. But uh, you get to the, the fourth quarter. And A-State, you know, uh, starts out with possession in that quarter, not really able to do anything with it, trailing by a point. And then the Cajuns get the ball back and then just kind of crush Arkansas State's will to live. Um, There were no 70-yard rushes or passes or anything like that. It was just slow and methodical and three or four yards here and eight or nine yards here, one or two yards here. The next thing you know, the Raging Cajuns had had the football for 10 and a half minutes. They played keep away for 10 and a half minutes. And uh, they state didn't get a chance there at the end. You wonder about, you know, what could have been done differently there at the end. A-State should have just, you know, pulled pulled the NFL moved and and shoved one of the Cajun running backs into the end zone. Uh, if there's uh, if Jones could have handled the timeouts differently, maybe saved them there, and, and again try to get the ball back in some way, shape, or form. But ultimately, uh, A State not able to have that one last chance, that one last drive, and try and come back and win it. So, twenty-eight twenty-seven, the final last night at Centennial Bank Stadium. Some positives, some negatives. More negative. Look, there's always more negatives than positives when there's a when there's a loss. But still, several things that I was I was overall um, encouraged by. As I watched that one unfold. If you weren't encouraged, hey, that's okay too. A loss is still a loss. I'm not telling you you should be all happy and smiling and cheery today. Uh, If you are more focused on the six straight losses, I can understand that too. It has not been uh, the funnest of times so far this season in in that aspect. But uh, we'll continue to uh, take your thoughts on it. Phone lines are open at 9303776. We've got some game recapping going on. We've got some picks for you today as well. 
And uh, let's jump right in on the phones here and chat with Miss Lisa. How are you? Well, I'm going to try my best to win a burrito. <laughs> All right. But let me say this, and I'm, I watched the game last night, and I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a very, it was a very fun game to watch. But let me say this, and I think I know a few callers. If they, if it's where they can, will call in and agree with me. What that game last night showed me was the wrong quarterback has been playing this year most of the time. Lane Hatcher, to me, hands down, when he's the quarterback, they play different. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I'm not a coach. I don't claim to be one, but I have slept in Holiday Inn. <laughs> he, he, he brings something to the table for ASU this year that no one else does. And you don't have to be very smart to see it. I wish David would call and back me up because usually me and him don't agree on anything, politics or anything. But he has blowed the horn all year long for Lane Hatcher, and I believe um, David was redeemed last night. I, I truly, I truly believe that. Okay, let me do my pick. All right, Miss Lisa. Over or under sixty-eight and a half scored in Tennessee at Alabama. I'm gonna say under. Will number seven Penn State cover against Illinois? They're favored by twenty-three and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> will uh, Will a team ranked in the top ten lose? I'm gonna say yes. How many touchdown passes will Ole Miss score against LSU? Touchdown passes. Now, that's the game that I'm interested in this weekend. I think that's going to – Kay, don't you think that's – are you going to be there tomorrow? I uh, will be. I'd like to go with you if you got an extra ticket, just just saying, you know. <laughs> well, if I had an extra uh, ticket, I'd offer it. But they're <laughs> like they're almost sold out, thankfully. I, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad they're sold out, but uh, – now, what was the question again, Kara? I'm sorry. It's okay. How many touchdown passes is Ole Miss going to throw against LSU? Because the guy that Ely can run the ball good. I'm going to say two. Okay. Uh, last question. Will Cincinnati's first touchdown scored against Navy be rushing or passing? Passing. Tiebreaker is total yards for Oklahoma. They're playing Kansas. Oh my God! Uh, six seventy-six. All right. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Miss Lisa. Appreciate the phone call. Nine three zero three seven seven six. She leaves the phone lines open. I wonder. I, that's probably not going to be our highest tiebreaker tie total today. <laughs> yeah, six seventy. That's going to be a uh, a. Uh, Oklahoma has struggled some this year. They, I feel like they've played up or down to the level of competition. That's not. It doesn't even matter tomorrow uh, when they take on Kansas. That one's going to be done in five minutes into that game. Uh, I tell you what, though. Uh, you guys have heard the questions of the day. Um, as far as the picks, you've heard our KavanaughCars.com question today. Again, asking you your mindset following A-State's 28-27 loss to Louisiana. So we've kind of set up everything. We'll continue to dive into last night's contest and more when we come back. But let's hit pause here. We'll return in a moment on the Workday Red Zone.
We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas's sports station. 95.3. The ticket. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 23 Six golf or get by NEA Golf Cars Highway 49 in Paragool. Now's the time to bounce into Play It Again Sports to get your favorite basketball player ready for hoops. Play It Again can outfit you from head to toe, including custom jerseys and uniforms for your team, along with socks, arm sleeves, and other apparel. If you're coaching a team, get by Play It Again for balls, nets, cones, whistles, scorebooks, and more. And don't forget, if you have sports equipment lying around and no longer being used, you can bring it to Play It Again and turn it into cash. Before you check into the game, check into Play It Again Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Central Ford and Truman has your vehicle and your back. Call Central Ford today to schedule your service appointment. Central Ford Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or full engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Ford and Truman. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Ford. Professional, convenient, reliable. Central Ford, exit 29 off I-555 in Truman and online at centralfordtruman.com. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need. But why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hi folks, Mike Linton with Heritage Agriculture. Arkansas is a proud state with amazing people. At Heritage Agriculture, we honor that legacy every day. Helping the great people of Arkansas take care of their farms and ranches is our passion. If you're in the market for a tractor, combine, sprayer, or hay equipment, check out our great lineup of Case IH equipment. Case IH, along with Heritage Agriculture, is committed to serving Arkansas for all your farm and ranch needs. I'm Mike Linton with Heritage Agriculture, and we want your business. Great vision matters, whether you're on the field or in the stands. That's why Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas is here to serve you. Vision Care Center offers diagnosis, treatment, and care for a variety of eye conditions. The glasses shop at Vision Care Center also has the most comprehensive selection and expert stylists to find the perfect fit for you to look your game day best. Your road to excellent vision starts at Vision Care Center of Northeast Arkansas. Call 870-932-2211 to schedule your appointment today at our Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pocahontas location. The premier arts and crafts festival for Southeast Arkansas is coming up Thanksgiving weekend. Part of the Stuttgart Wings Over the Prairie Festival. Right now, booth spaces are being reserved for this year's event. Contact the Stuttgart Chamber of Commerce today and reserve your space. Over 20,000 people attend this annual event, and you need to make sure your arts and crafts are there to be viewed and sold. Call 870-673-1602 or go to StuttgartArkansas.org to reserve your arts and crafts booth for the Wings Over the Prairie Festival in Stuttgart. That's 870-673-1602. 1602 or go to studgardarkansas.org. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. I'm gonna find them off. A seven nation army could deny. 
Welcome back to Workday Red Zone. Karen and Kate here with you. 930-3776 is the number to call. Asking you today for your mindset following last night's 28-27 loss to the Raging Cajuns. I'll be honest. I, again, I'm in good spirits. It might just be because it's sunny outside and I get to spend a weekend doing nothing and hanging out with my dog and I'm about to go home and eat a burrito. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm full of good vibes. Uh, but I also think that, that last night's game contributed to that just a little bit. We've got some negatives that we'll discuss later, but I want to go over some of some of the positives that I noticed last night from Arkansas State football again. And, and, and we mentioned this earlier on in the program. I was really impressed with the aggressiveness of the Arkansas State defensive line early. Um, that wasn't something they were able to maintain throughout the contest in terms of tackles for loss. It would have been really hard to. I mean, they had somewhere in the neighborhood of, of almost, you know, they had five tackles, what, in like the first 20 minutes. So they weren't going to end up with, with 15 <laughs> throughout the game because that's just an absolutely ridiculous number. And even when A-State had guys like, you know, Odom and, and uh, Javon Roland-Jones and Waylon Roberson on that, you still weren't getting 15 tackles for loss. But Arkansas State started out really aggressive in that aspect. We saw just... We saw some hits from Kavon Bennett that rattled me from the press box. Uh, I, I thought JoJo Azugu, who has been all season long a bright spot for that defense, I thought he probably played his best game. And then, look, I, I know the defensive line got got gashed um, at the end of that game, and, and I know that uh, you're probably not that interested in, in hearing me sunshine pump about that unit, and not that I'm going to try and tell you that their play was spectacular when, again, the Cajuns were on the field for the final 10 and a half minutes of the game, but I will tell you that that was a, a gutsy group last night, and the reason for that is because this unit, um, this defensive line unit to me is really reminiscent in my head is uh, as far as it, it reminds me of what Blake Anderson and Joe Cawthon walked into in 2014 when there was just zero depth at the defensive line. And of course, it was following a game against the Raging Cajuns that we got that all timer of a Joe Cawthon quote where he said it was a defense that couldn't stop a hard charging marching <laughs> band. And not that it, it's not the same players, it's not the same scheme, it's not the, but. But one of the reasons for that is is because it was a significant depth issue and because they had guys playing out of out of position. And you look at this year's defensive line and it is a significant depth issue and it is guys that are in different spots than they have played in their career. Terry Hampton was on the outside this year and he moved back into the inside, which is his actual natural position. And he was getting comfortable there and of course now he's out for the season with an ACL. A-State's two defensive ends are linebackers. <laughs> that's where that's where they played for a lot of their career. You look at some of the other guys there on the defensive line and and so so last night we saw we saw John Mincy out there. He got rolled up on a play which he was able to come back out there, but he's a little bit beat up. We saw Quay Mays last uh, last night. Quay Mays hasn't even hardly played this season. You know why? Cuz he's been hurt the whole time. Vidal Scott did not start last night because it was questionable as to how much he could go. He did end up playing a significant amount, but I mean, he was beat up. So all of a sudden, you're at a point that you just, who you got? Who's your next man up? It's, it's about to be freshman because that's, that's, yeah. that's it. 
So while I'm excited for, you know, maybe the future of Jalil Muhammad, I don't know if I want that future to be right now. Because typically there's just there's just such a significant gap in the trenches on on your guys out of high school and, and some of the guys that they're going up against. So so again, while I'm not going to tell you that they played out of the mind because it they did get gashed in, in the game. I will tell you that it was a, a gutsy performance because they're they were giving it man all they've got left. Yeah, that, that's all that unit has left. Yeah, I mean, you're, when you're paper thin as as much as they were in the defensive line, only giving up 28 kind of feels like a little bit of a win. Yeah. Man, that last drive, though. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on, because we're still talking about a couple more positives. Obviously, look, you have to compliment Lane Hatcher's play and toughness. Um, and, and both of those, they go they go hand in hand. He, I thought the offensive line played better, but he still took a lot of hits. He had a horse collar tackle that where they tried to rip his head off and break his legs and yeah. uh, he was out there hobbling around on a bum ankle yeah you could tell it like the, all yeah. throughout the rest of the game that that horse collar tackle yeah. really affected him I mean we've always known he's he's a tough kid I mean he he was a wrestler in in, in high school and not just a wrestler he was a state champion wrestler in high school so you already knew he had a toughness but uh, I just thought that last night for the most part, you know, his decision-making, things like that, how quickly, how efficiently the offense moved a couple times was, was great. Now, it wasn't it wasn't perfect, unfortunately. You know, I, I, I honestly wonder, you know, as competitive as Hatcher is, is, if, you know, him overthrowing Corey Rucker in the end zone was the last thing he saw last night before he was able to shut his eyes and go to sleep. Because that was, that's I'm going to guess that's one that's kind of haunting him today, haunting that offense today. There were a couple of other, there was another red zone opportunity uh, that I think of, you know, the fact that Arkansas State could only get, well, it was that same play, the fact that they could only get three instead of seven following that really great interception by Kenneth Harris. Um, that was, you know, that was not great. There were some other opportunities there where Arkansas State could have got a few more points out of it and just, just weren't able to, whether it was a drive that stalled by, you know, not being able to get the yards they needed or a drive that got kind of altered a little bit by by penalty um, it, it's still there is still progress that can be made there. One of the reasons, though, that that Lane was able to put up the stats he did is because I felt like the wide receivers played better than they have in in quite a minute. Um, Corey Rucker's first grab in the end zone was was fantastic. It really was. Front corner of the end zone went up and got the ball, made a play. Uh, <laughs> to Valence Hunt, pinballed his way to a seventy six yard touchdown. That was still, you know, sometimes you just need a couple breaks to go your way. Yeah. And on, on yeah. that particular play, you know, it, it's just so goofy. Hunt catches the ball in the middle of the field and bounces off the Cajun's defender. There are multiple things that could have happened there. One, he could have fell to the ground. The, the Cajun defender actually could have had an arm up and actually tackled him. He could have bounced his way to the sideline, could have bounced his way backwards. But no, he hits that guy just right. And instead of falling down, it propels him 10 yards closer to the end zone, and then he's able to outlast the cagey defender in a foot race. We saw a couple of things go A-State's way last night just through sheer luck that we have not seen so far this season. And, and that helped out as well. Uh, Blake Groupie had a good night. Uh, by the way, Next, the next game for A-State, barring just the offense getting completely shut down, uh, I think, and I'll have to go back and look at the numbers, but I think that the next game 
there's a really, really high, high chance that Blake Groupie is going to become the all-time scoring leader at Arkansas State football. And look, that's, that's an accomplishment, man, to be able to say that in your career, that you think yeah. of all the players that have, that have been here at this school. And uh, I just think that's, that's a, a really neat accomplishment, especially because I think he's got a really great work ethic. Again, this was a young man that was told <laughs> multiple times he was probably going to lose his job, and it just made him work harder and get better. And so uh, he's having another good season and had a good night last night for A-State. Uh, red zone defense for Arkansas State, you know, they I think the, the Cajuns were two for four in the red zone. Obviously, look on the last, last possession there, they were close to the goal line but not trying to score. But uh, I was very impressed by, again, Arkansas State early in the game, keeping the Cajuns off the scoreboard when it was first and goal from the two. Uh, I just I can't wrap my head around how the Cajuns didn't score there, but but they did not, and, and that's because Arkansas State was able to uh, go out and, and play well on that drive, play well right there at, at the end zone. Now, there are negatives, and yes, we will go over them because there are more negatives and positives. In a 28-27 to 27 loss, and we've still got to talk about some run defense and uh, some explosive plays and uh, several other things that happened last night, too. But 9303776 is the number to call to check in with Wade. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks for shouting at us. I thought about you last night. Uh, I thought uh, your, I forget what you call your show, After the Games. Um, hopefully it was much better than some others. A little easier to, to handle. It, it was. It was a uh, it was a pretty nice and easy uh, painless wolf house last night. Yeah. I, I'm really disappointed we didn't win, but I was really pleased. Um, for a good part of the game, I thought we, uh, we competed, uh, competed well. That 99-yarder is a gut punch. I sure hated to see that, but... It looked like overall there was more on both sides, offense and defense. It just looked like there was more energy and tenacity, and I liked that a lot. Yeah, I was glad to see that. Um, and I think we ended up with what four hundred, a little over four hundred yards of offense. Uh, you know what? I hadn't even. I think it was. I looked at because... the stats last night and then haven't even pulled them up. Yeah, today. Uh, uh, all in all, A-State ends up with... I got you, Wade. Uh, 4-13. Okay. So, because I was looking to see how other teams have fared, you know, as far as total offense. And we... I mean, as far as teams they played, I think Texas had more. I think Texas had like 460. Uh, but I was I was pleased with that. So, I was encouraged. Really disappointed we, we couldn't pull it off. But if we continue to, you know, improve and, and play more like that... And uh, especially with the latter part of the season, with the I think the teams that are left, I think will be much more competitive, and I, I think we still have a few wins left in us. Okay, so I'm encouraged, but uh, I'm I am ticked off, um, and I'm 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 it, it's it's ongoing, um, and it's been forever, and I don't I don't know that it'll ever change, um, and it's with ASU. I guess marketing, um, and nothing against the people that work in the marketing. Um, but if you're trying to grow your business, we get social media stuff and flyers in the mail and, a, and stuff on Facebook all the time. But, you know, I've been out of school since 1984, 
my wife's been out since 1986 or so. Um, brother-in-law, sister, I mean, we're all Red Wolves. Mm-hmm. Guess what's never happened to any of us? None of us. What's that? Never had a phone call from ASU. We've gotten mailers and flyers, but never a phone call. And that's a long time to not have gotten phone calls. And I know some pretty prominent businesses that are prominent ASU supporters that never have an ASU marketing person walk in their business. And 20 or 30 years is a long time for that not to happen. I know it can't happen every year and it can't happen overnight, but that's where our problem lies. And um, I think um, um, App State proved it with 31,000 in the stands. They've sold can I, their can school. I, can I tell you something, Wade? Can I tell you something? Yeah. I yeah. I see a lot of people um, come in and out of Arkansas State in, in terms yes. of you, you make friends with the marketing people, and then guess what? You know what happens? Yeah. They're yep. gone in, in three months because yeah. there's not yeah. the staff in place right now at A-State yeah. to be able to do what needs to be done to grow this program. And, right. and whether that is well, an overall, let me finish, Wade, whether that is an overall sure. resource issue or something else, I, I can't answer that question. But I'm gonna t- but let me let me throw out something to compare A-State to App State because they had an awesome atmosphere, 31,000 strong Wednesday night, sold out. It looked awesome, did it not? It did. So oh, yes. looking at the directory for both schools online, and, and the directory doesn't list every single person who helps with athletics, but... But there are several moving parts on a game day, right? You've got marketing. You've sure. got your sports properties people that, that are kind of the liaison with your advertisers. You've got game day management. You've got things like that, all right? So A-State has two marketing people listed on its athletics directory and one Red Wolf sports property person. So that's three people working on your game day, okay? okay? okay. App State, in those two departments alone, has six they also have a right. game day management department that is two people and a special events department that is two people. So they have 10 people to try and hype sure. up their game day to three for Arkansas State. Now, again, those three aren't the be-all, end-all of everybody that does this. But it, it, whether it's whether it's the fact that you can't get resources, whether it's the fact they're not being, being trained right, this is not just something where you can say, oh, the marketing department has got to step it up. They're, they're constantly putting out fires. They don't have the resources to be able to. Well, and under, under, understand, I love my school. I mean, I'm passionate about. It. I love my school, and I know I know we're not. I know we don't have resources of some other schools, but this isn't a three or six month project. This is over. I mean, I've been out of school since 1984, um, and they've you know when Southern Miss came years ago, when um, Ole Miss came, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of people. I mean, if you don't. Back in the day, Dick Clay saying it, or you, now you get hit with social media. Um, but there's a lot to be said for a pair of, you know, Dexter shoes and a polo uh, going out and face to face. I know you can't do it overnight, but anyway, um, I love my school and I'm proud of what we did last night, and I'm, I'm confident things will get better all around. Wade, appreciate the phone call. Go around, uh, go Red Wolves. Thanks for shouting at us. Look at. I know it sounds like I'm making excuses. Oh, don't get mad at the marketing department. It's a situation where I kind of feel bad. Have you ever been, you know, at a spot in your life where you get overwhelmed and just feel like you're drowning? You can't make progress when you're drowning. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, that's... And and as Wade mentioned, look, this this is something that goes back years that needs to be addressed. But... (laughs) You can't 
train more people. You can't do more things. You can't start more programs. You can't work to reach out to more people when, when you are constantly putting out fires. And it just kind of, it is what it is. Hopefully there can be more resources, uh, put in more spots maybe. But it's, yeah, it is what it is. 9303776 is the number to call. Where are we overdue for a break? I've already lost track of how many breaks we've taken today. It's 1236. My brain is scrambled. Yeah, we still have two more breaks. So, I mean, I guess technically we're overdue, kind of. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, let's go ahead and hit pause. We're going to come back. We're going to hear just a couple of comments from Butch Jones following that game last night. Some audio on the way next. Keep it here with us on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Rice prices starting to rebound a bit. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. December corn at 536 up three and three quarters with March corn at 544 and a half up three. November soybeans at 1219 and three quarters down four and a quarter with January soybeans at 1229 and a half down four. December wheat at 751 up nine and three quarters. March wheat at 762 and a half up nine. December rice 107.86 up 172 with March rice 105.85 up 105. November rice 13.60 up three cents. January rice 13.78 and a half. That's down four. Moving on to livestock now. October live cattle at 124.27 and a half down 70. With December live cattle at 128.65 down 90. October feeder cattle at 155.92 and a half down 32 and a half. With November feeder cattle at 157.27 and a half down 180. December lane hogs at 73.15 down 5. February hogs at 76.57 and a half down 10. That's your EAB Noon Market Report brought to you by Pico Foods. Now buying corn and milo direct from local farmers' bins in Arkansas, Alabama, Missouri, and Mississippi. Attention farmers! Pico Foods wants you to know how much they appreciate your business and that they are ready to buy your stored corn and milo. Pico Foods purchases year-round and always at competitive prices. The eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, Pico Foods believes in supporting local producers, so they buy corn and milo from farmers' bins at competitive prices year-round. Call today. In Arkansas, David Durham or James Chester at 870 in Alabama and Mississippi, contact Greg Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. Red Wolves fans, this is your coach, Butch Jones, and it's football time in Jonesboro. We can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Hatcher steps up, going to keep it. Inside the 10, inside the 5 lane, Hatcher is into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas State! Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. You know, there's a lot of frustration in farming. One of them is sitting in your truck waiting on parts while your field needs to be worked. That's why Baker Implement is committed to you and your farm, providing you the best service, support, and quality parts fast with multiple locations they're sure to have the parts you need that's why you need to visit bakerimplement.com 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 because sitting in that truck waiting for them parts just makes you matter and matter get your parts get them fast at bakerimplement.com at mr t's they know football games start way before kickoff and that's why mr t's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season get 30 packs of bud Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just $20.75, tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Hello, I'm estate planning and other law attorney Chad Oldham. 
More and more often today, I hear clients tell me that the only thing golden about the golden years is that it takes all the gold to grow old. Don't be a victim of rising health care and nursing home costs. Be prepared. Have a plan. Contact us today to find out how we help our clients protect and preserve assets for family and future generations. The Oldham Law Firm, 603 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro, or visit us on the web at oldhamlawfirm.com. Hello, friends. Michael Steele for Harris Ford, exit 85 off 67 in Newport. Eight-time President Award dealership for service at Harris Ford. Wonder why you should shop there? That's one reason. Also, they've been voted the best new car dealer in Northeast Arkansas. Oh, and by the way, they've got a fantastic selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. And come test drive the all-new full-size Bronco at Harris Ford. Go to harris-ford.com, check out our Facebook, or just come see us. Harris Ford, exit 85, Newport, Arkansas. You'll like what we do. Turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. How y'all doing? How you feeling today? Like, really? By the way, I lied to you. (laughs) I've already lost track of time today. I told you coming out of the break that we were going to hear some audio from Butch Jones. And I'm already looking at the clock, and I'm looking at when we need to take a break, and I'm looking at the phone that's lit up, and I can already tell you we're not going to have time. So I'm, I try and lie to you, you know, at least once a day. So there's the lie today. We'll try and revisit uh, this audio conversation coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. Let's check in with Red Wolf Mark. How are you? Hello, Miss Carrici. How are you doing today? I'm good. You doing okay today? I am doing good. Fantastic. Great. And how you doing? And how you doing today, Kate? I'm good. Right. Well, Kate, you didn't have to change no diapers last night, huh? During the ball game, I said you didn't have to change no diapers last let's night during st- the ball game. Let's not talk about diapers today, Red Wolf yeah. Mark. Let's just not. Yeah. Let's um, go in a different direction. They're, they're raging Cajuns, or uh, we need Billy Mayfield to leave, go to LSU. <laughs> You know what? I wouldn't hate it, Red Wolf Mark. I'm not going to lie to you. If he decided to go somewhere else, I'd, I would not be sad. Uh-huh. I hope my wish comes true. I hope he leaves. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. I'll agree with you on that. Because I, I, I like him, but I don't like, you know. You just don't like seeing him. You'd like him better if you didn't have to see him so much. Yeah. And that way, because Lafayette plays dirty. Well, they played played. chippy last night. Those those two teams, even though we don't talk about it as much as we used to, and even though we haven't seen any kind of situation that got so bad that we thought we were going to see coaches brawl on the sideline, Mm -hmm. those teams still don't like each other. Yeah. I know it. Uh, I I do not like Lafayette because they, I mean, I'm telling you, at all. I mean, they did did try and break Lane Hatcher in half, so they are on my you-know-what list today. They're They're on my list, too. You ain't the only one. And, and, and Coastal Carolina, they're on my hit list, too. So I'm glad they got beat by App State. Yep, that, that, and I laughed during that one. I laughed good time. I laughed. I had a good laugh. Well, good. What else you got on your mind today, Red Wolf Mark? Do you want to make um, some picks? Yeah, I'm going to make my picks. Then one now or something. Okay, these are all top 25 teams. Over or under 68.5 points scored in Tennessee at Alabama. I'm going to say Over. Will Penn State cover the 23-and-a-half against Illinois? Yes. 
Will a team ranked in the top 10 lose? There are eight playing. Yes. How many touchdown passes will Ole Miss throw against LSU? Ooh, they're going to throw eight. Okay. Uh, will Cincinnati's first touchdown scored against Navy be rushing or passing? Passing. Our tiebreaker, Red Wolf Mark, is total yards for Oklahoma, and they are taking on Kansas. I'm going to say 250. You should say more than that. Let's say more than that. Let's say uh, 350. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and I want to announce something. We got our fall festival Sunday, and uh, we're needing we're needing that good good town and city of Jonesboro to help us out, donating some candy and stuff for our, for our fall festival because we're going to have a lot of kids. And uh, and if you want to enter our chili cook-off, you can call me too because we got the sheet of papers at the church for it, and I'll, and I'll give you one of them, and you can fill it out, and it's $25 to enter. And we're going to have a lot of good stuff in a silent auction, too. Okay. And uh, I'm going to let everybody know I got my booster shot today. Well, good for you, Bama. Red Wolf Mark. Yep. And uh, I, I'm going to encourage everybody else to go out there and do it. Okie dokie. Hey, I'm going to give out my number, and give me a ring, and... Help our church, help our church out, and donate candy. And my phone number is eight seven zero three four zero eight six nine seven. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, go everybody in Jonesboro, and go Kerry Ritchie, and go Kay Carlton, go Red Wolf Mark. Thanks for calling us, man. All right, thank you. We'll see you. Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. He leaves the phone lines open uh, during the break, but we are going to hit pause. Obviously, we're going to continue to talk A-State with you, but uh, we'll get you caught up when we come back on the latest realignment rumblings and grumblings. Uh, we got some of those going on this morning, so we'll catch up on that uh, when we return. Keep it here with us on The Ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. The Ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Dodgers beat the Braves 11-2 last night to stay alive in the National League Championship Series. They now trail three games to two. Some fans in Atlanta might worry that this is a repeat of last season when L.A. came back from a 3-1 deficit in the National League Championship Series. And it could be, but don't look at last year's results as the reason. Sometimes we overinflate past results. These are different Dodgers and Braves teams than last year. These are even different teams than they were a couple of months ago. The most famous case of a team defined history is probably the 04 Red Sox. They had been losing to the Yankees for decades, but they came back from a 3-0 deficit and went on to win the World Series. Atlanta is the team leading here, but the point is they can't let last season bother them. It's a three-game series right now, and the Braves are up. Atlanta has to put last night's loss and everything that's happened in the past in the past and focus on closing out the series at home. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Whether you're golfing or working out, my body doesn't recover like it once did. And that's why I'm so thankful for Level Select CBD. I trust Level Select because it's formulated by actual doctors using high concentrations of CBD. I apply Level 3 sports cream to wherever I'm sore and let their proprietary blend of CBD go to work. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, $30 off your entire order today. $30 off LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You want to hear something amazing. 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen report. Y'all join K-Fine live from 11 until 1 this Saturday at Local Tire and Wheel, where $5 gets you started on the tires and wheels you want. Mud tires, 5 bucks. Passenger tires, 5 bucks. Tires for your hunting truck, off-road tires, $5. Local Tire and Wheel is open seven days a week and one to five on Sunday. They're at 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro across from Burger King. Local Tire and Wheel. Central Toyota has your vehicle and your back. And call Central Toyota today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off tomorrow what can be done today. Central Toyota Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Toyota. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Toyota. Schedule your service needs today on Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. Duck season is just around the corner, and whether you're in need of a new boat, a new motor, or just want your current one running, come see us at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. Now in stock, we have Tahatsu 25 horsepower and smaller motors. You can shop us both in-store and online. From a hole in your boat to a whole new boat, let our certified marine technicians get you ready for that next great duck hunt. Come to Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart and shop online at maxpw.com. The hunt begins here. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you, 930-3776. Still taking your thoughts on last night's Arkansas State to the loss to the Raging Cajuns. Uh, just what's your mindset today following that? Again, 930-3776, the number to call. Meanwhile, uh, getting caught up in, in off-the-field news, and, and not that there is uh, anything new officially to report from the realignment world you know, following the news yesterday, or maybe it's the day before, I don't know, this week is a big blur, where uh, the AAC made it official with their six new editions. But but at a certain point in time, you know, smoke smoke comes before fire, right? And in terms of the Sunbelt realignment and the possibility of, of the Sunbelt adding more teams, I mean, there is there is smoke, and then there is more smoke, and then there is just like the entire southeast part of the country is just covered in smoky haze right now. Like, that's how much smoke there is in regards to the realignment rumors surrounding the Sunbelt Conference. So uh, basically, you know, the league has been linked to Southern Miss for what feels like forever in realignment yeah. days. It's It's been like a week. <laughs> forever. The, the Sunbelt has been linked to Southern Miss for forever at this point because it's been a whole week. Uh, but over the past few days, we've also seen the names of, of Marshall and Old Dominion and James Madison creep into the conversation as well. And today, again, not that there's anything even close to official out there, and and not that there's anything out there at this point in time from some of the guys who have been the heavy hitters in terms of realignment news like Pete Thamel and Brett McMurphy, but 
There was a report earlier today from College AD uh, stating that uh, realignment for the Sun Belt is, is a whole lot closer. They put out this tweet at 825 this morning, quote, The Sun Belt is closing in on adding four new members. Sources tell us an announcement is expected early next week. Now, we don't talk about College AD a lot, but to give you a frame of reference for, you know, that publication or that site or, or their type of sources, those are the same people that were the, the first to report that Blake Anderson was headed to Utah State. So I can't say they always get it right, but I can tell you that they've gotten a big one right in the past. So that's uh, just an update on, on the sources reporting there. Uh, we won't see anything today. It's big, exciting news. They're not going to do a news dump on a Friday if it is absolutely definitely happening, then next week should be a fun time to learn to hate four new fan bases. <laughs> David with us on the phone. How are you? Take care. Hey, I, the thing I liked about the game last night was we were competitive. Yeah. I mean, it was just the only, I, I kind of knew we were done for when we kicked that last field goal because I knew they were going to score again. And that just kind of did us in. Of course, it was just heartbreaking to see the 10 minutes taken off the clock in the fourth quarter yeah. which could pull out a stop but um, I thought Lane played well uh, he didn't play perfect he, he wasn't perfect he made some mistakes but I'm, I'm kind of like some others have called uh, I just sense that the team is different with Lane in the game and he, he seems to move around the pocket and find ways to move the ball past the sticks it doesn't happen every single time but we're not continuously stalling on drives the whole game while our defense is letting the other team score. And I think two things happened last night. Our defense actually played the best game they played all year. No doubt. And then Lane moved the sticks and took time off the clock. We, we kept their offense off the field more than we have other games. And to me, that's the, that's the way we're going to be in ball games is for our offense to, to take time off the clock move the ball, hopefully score at the end of it, but not just go out there and be three and out over and over and over again. I, I agree with you and I also don't agree with you because as we've seen this year from Arkansas State, time of possession a little bit overrated because from time to time that defense just gives up one play touchdown drive. So, in yeah, fact, uh, in fact, last night was the, the only time we've seen a, a significantly lengthy drive against the Red Wolves when, you know, the Cajuns just wore A-State down at the end. But, but I don't disagree about the overall way that the offense moved. Um, I feel like everybody on that offense pretty much had their, their best game of the season. And it's amazing what happens when they're all able to work in tandem like that. And all of a sudden you have a much more competitive game. And you don't have everybody that's constantly back on their heels. Um, I, I, I know that there's probably a couple passes that, that – I'm guessing kept Hatcher up late last night, but um, but it was it was fun to watch a game. It was fun to still be invested at a game at the end of it, David. That was something a little bit and new you know, and different. And the thing is, he earned that starting spot the past two years he's been here. And uh, I I don't know anything about James. I'm not. He's maybe a great kid, but I don't know what it was in his background that made them think that he would fit this offense. And I think I think we waited way too long to make the change. David, we're done with the hour. Thanks for calling. All right, thank you. We'll have more opportunities for conversation coming up in hour two. We're also going to hear some audio from Butch Jones right after this. Keep it with us. Another hour of the Workday Red Zone on the way.
This is Will Oswald with your Friday Ticket Sports Update from KDA. Brought to you by Plants and Tire Service. Arkansas State Women's Soccer wraps up the regular season on the road this weekend and a chance to clinch its second straight regular season Sunbelt Championship. They need either a win or a draw in either of their two matches this weekend, tonight at Troy or Sunday at Coastal Carolina. In volleyball, the Red Wolves in the Georgia swing this weekend as they'll play at Georgia State this evening at 5.30 Central Time and tomorrow at 5 at Statesboro against Georgia Southern. The nation's third-ranked women's bowling team looks to make it two straight tournament wins to start the season. Justin Kostick's crew opening up play today at the Bearcat Hammer Open in Fairview Heights, Illinois. And back to college soccer for a moment. Arkansas's women, the fourth-ranked team in the country, clinched their third straight SEC regular season championship last night with a 2-0 win at 19th-ranked Auburn. The Hogs have now won 13 matches in a row. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963, now at two Jonesboro locations. That's Plaza Tire Service, and it's the latest from the ticket. Call Central Chevrolet today and schedule your service appointment. Don't keep putting it off. Central Chevrolet's service department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Chevrolet. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Chevrolet. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service today on Stadium in Jonesboro or online at centralchevrolet.com. Why do I have to order my bras and underwear online now? I'm so over it. Am I even wearing the right size? Oh, you don't have to anymore. Honey Hush in downtown Jonesboro is the best. What? Really? Can they fit me? Absolutely. It's a cozy private boutique with a great staff. I love Andrea and Honey Hush. She has extended sizes up to 54 and the whole alphabet of cups. Let's go tomorrow. Honey Hush, Jonesboro's newest bra and underwear store with loungewear too. 706 South Main Street in Jonesboro. Something unexpected. Honey Hush. Yard Envy. It's a real thing. The guy three houses down has an amazing yard. Why can't my lawn look lush and healthy? Well, he uses J&K Lawn and Tree Service. Whether the job is large or small, commercial or residential, J&K Lawn and Tree Service offers incredible lawn care. Call 870-897-1329 today. Overgrown hedges, troublesome trees, or unwanted stumps, J&K can take care of that too with tree removal, trimming, and fertilizing too. J&K also has a 10% discount for seniors and veterans. Call 870-1329. Make your lawn the best on the block with J&K. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay. Linux Industries has 300 positions to fill and is now offering brand new seasonal shift incentives. Hiring bonuses from $2,000 for first shift and $2,500 for second shift. Starting pay from $1,525 on first to $16 per hour for second shift. Plus excellent benefits including full medical benefits and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay up to $16 an hour. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com slash careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. Some days kids can be all other times they can get a little that's childhood and that's why kids need Kiwanis. Our 600,000 members worldwide support the development and imagination of kids wherever they are, every day. Because nothing sounds better than a child with a future. See how kids around the world are heard at Kiwanis.org. Right now, we all feel a little disconnected. For seniors living alone, the isolation can be overwhelming. 
Connect with an older loved one and have the conversation of a lifetime at StoryCorpsConnect.org slash AARP. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back, friends. It's Workday Red Zone. we got an hour to go until we're done for the week. We appreciate you killing a little time with us on your Friday. Kara and Kate with you. 9303776 is the number to call for our KavanaughCars.com question. What's your mindset today following that loss last night? Arkansas State 27, Louisiana 28. Are you... In the mindset today that you saw progress, that you saw things that this team can build on for its final five games. Are you in the mindset today that, man, this is one that that got away, that this could have been the W the team needed to to really jumpstart things in the second half? Are you just still sad? Because at the end of the day, man, that's six straight. That's six straight L's for this team. I haven't gone back and looked and checked the last time that happened, but, I mean, it's it's been a minute. Makes you kind of get in your feels a little bit because, again, even though I'm in better spirits today than I was two weeks ago, you know, following that midweek loss to, to Coastal Carolina, which was very unenjoyable. I mean, it's still, the team still lost. So, nine three zero three seven seven six. what is your mindset today? Uh, picks, I think we mentioned that. Got our, our five for Friday picks, B.A. Burrito on the line. Uh, some other things going on as well. We're going to visit, uh, catch up with with some audio from Arkansas State head football coach Butch Jones here in just a moment as we'll get his post-game thoughts from last night. But I want to go over our five questions that we asked yesterday that we thought would impact the game and just uh, how how those all shook out in terms of uh, if, they, if they actually did decide the game, if they didn't decide the game, and uh, how those impacted what happened last night. The first question we asked you was if if Lane Hatcher could seize the moment. And I certainly feel like he did. Look, debate it all you want whether or not he should have started game four or game five or game one or if he should have started all of them or if he should have... Get, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. We've talked about quarterbacks for a year and a half. I don't want to talk about <laughs> what happened prior to last night. But he did. He did. He came in and seized the moment. Were there a couple things he could have done better? Yeah, of course. But it was an offense last night that that once it got going, it felt like it it moved pretty well. Uh, I, I do feel like, you know, that first scoring drive, just a drive of beauty. I mean, somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 plays and in five and a half minutes and, and capped off with a great throw and catch from from Hatcher to Rucker. Um, there were there were a lot of things to like. Uh, I felt like he was he was confident out there. Um, he he made 
he made mistakes because everybody does, but he did not make mistakes that significantly put the team in jeopardy. You know, he didn't throw any interceptions. There weren't any passes that he threw last night where I was just sitting there thinking, oh my God, dude, what are you doing? You know, where he threw into like double or triple coverage and you just felt like it was a mistake waiting to happen. Um, he looked the way a leader is supposed to look last night. And also, I mean, credit to him for his toughness because he d- took some tough hits. I don't want to say dirty hits, but yeah, horse collar is pretty dirty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, we'll say it. So, uh, but was was gutsy throughout all of those. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you know now what he builds on to get ready for for South Alabama. We also asked you yesterday um, in terms of you know this question helping out question number one a lot. Can the offensive line keep Hatcher clean? And I don't know the total number of hits that he took. He did take a few. You know, there were some times that he got drilled, uh, particularly later in the game. It felt like all of a sudden we started to see some of those Cajun defenders getting a whole lot closer to Lane Hatcher. Um, The Cajuns did only record one sack in last night's game. So uh, that was was one positive. You know, they finished with um, seven tackles for loss and uh, four quarterback hurries. Um, So there's still room for improvement there. On the offensive line, uh, but I, I don't feel like it was it was quite as bad. Actually, now that I'm sitting here and thinking about it, I was I can remember a couple times of Hatcher running for his life as well. So <laughs> we'll just call that one a mixed bag uh, in terms of the O line keeping Hatcher clean. One question that we asked you yesterday was whether or not A State could pretend it was the second half when they took the field. I said that jokingly, but. But again, A-State going into last night's game had been outscored 148-62 in the first half. The second half was a lot more competitive. There's a 14-point there's point differential in the second half, an 84-point point differential in the first half. I mean, A-State was just going out and just giving up an absolute boatload of points. In the first half and, and not scoring very many points in the first half. And it was just awful. You get into the second half and A-State always just had this huge, huge mountain to try and overcome. I was very excited by a 14-10 to 10 halftime score. Would have been a little bit more excited if it had been flipped with A-State leading. But I was, I was very pleased to see a team that came out, even though they didn't score in the first quarter. But they just came out and looked very focused. From play one to play whatever number was the last one that they ran last night. Of course, one of the things that kind of uh, added to that, we asked yesterday if if A-State could keep from getting rattled. Because we've seen situations in the past where one bad play turns into two bad plays, turns into five bad plays, turns into a 17-point, 21-point swing. And we didn't see that. There were some times when A-State gave up bad plays. My goodness, 99 yards for a score, 74 yards for a score. But we didn't let that one bad play turn into five or six or seven or eight bad plays. We didn't see that one bad play affect the defense and the offense and the special teams and just turn into this huge snowball effect where all of a sudden Arkansas State went from a four-point deficit to, to trailing by three scores. That didn't happen. There were a couple times the Cajuns punched A-State in the mouth, and then you know what? A-State got up and punched back. So I was very excited to see this team do a better job of, of, I guess you could say, snapping clear. All right, you made a, you had a bust on 
The last play, you gave up nine yards on the first play of the game. Okay, that's cool. Forget that play happened. Let's keep them from getting one more and keep them from getting that first down. I thought we saw some progress there. Now, we did see a few more penalties from Arkansas State last night. It still wasn't like a 100-yard penalty game, but but eight is actually a little bit more than, than A-State uh, has had. I just feel like that had a little bit to do with the opponent. This was a chippy game. These teams were going at each other, and I just feel like maybe the officials were playing, paying a little bit more attention to some holding and things like that. And and so I, I would I would expect that number to, you know, the yardage number to drop down under 50 again. So A-State teeny tiny little bit of losing their composure there but again we haven't seen a 100 yard penalty game this year or anything even close to it and those were not uncommon in the previous era the final question we asked you was could the Arkansas State defense bend but not break and I feel like that answer was was yes I mean look the the yardage man 546 yards is a lot. Yeah. 424 rushing yards is a lot, a lot. But at the end of the day, it's not about the amount of yards you give up. It's the amount of points. And 28 allowed to a really good Raging Cajun team is not the end of the world here. So this is kind of more what I was looking for in terms of defense. You know, holding this team to to 2 of 4 in the red zone, of course... Maybe they should have broken on the last drive and just let them score and see what would have happened if A-State got the ball back. But there were still the two big, you know, chunk plays. But other than that, I felt like in terms of of the big plays, in terms of being able to keep things in front of them, they did a better job on that than we've seen in some of the games so far. At the end of the day, though, my opinion does not matter nearly as much as Butch Jones does. I, my opinion doesn't matter, period. Uh, but uh, we'll hear now from the Arkansas State head football coach following last night's loss to the Raging Cajuns. He starts things off, just gives us a general recap of his mindset following that game against the Raging Cajuns. You know, proud of our players. Um, I thought we took tremendous strides as a football program, uh, particularly this week, uh, this work week, this bye week, whatever you want to call it, um, completely different mentality, completely different, uh, whatever you want to call it, preparation, mindset, confidence, uh, just visibly different. Uh, it started during the week of practice. It started last night at the hotel. Uh, it was at our movie. It was this morning. It was the focus, the concentration the mental effort, the mental intensity that we expect in this program on a daily basis, I'm starting to see it. Um, again, we're judged on wins, um, not seeing it in the win column yet, but we're getting closer. Uh, I thought we had some individuals step up. We're decimated right now with injuries, and guys are playing through that. And uh, I- I'm very, very uh, grateful for everything that they're giving us and giving our football program. But uh, at the end of the day, I know you guys get tired of hearing me say it, but you can't. You got to first not lose the game before you can ever win the game. Now today, I've mentioned the phrase moral victory 
And again, that's something that I, I'm never, ever okay with a coach or a team being satisfied with a moral victory. Moral victories are, are more for fans to help us sleep a little bit better. But hey, don't worry. Uh, Butch Jones is not feeling a moral victory either. His comments on uh, whether or not that was something acceptable. No, there are no moral victories in our football program. There's progress. You know, I saw progress, and that's a good question. But you play the game to win. And, and you know, we have to learn from these mistakes so we don't make the same mistakes. You know, we, we, we call it picking up loose change in practice. You know, all of a sudden now we're not doing it in the game. Why not? You know, it should be, you know, again, 4-6, to six, A to B, right to the ball. It's a mentality. It's an effort. We're going to be different. And so we have to continue to teach of it, just like I talked about owning critical situations. We didn't execute in the red zone. We let 14 points. That's a difference of eight points. That's a difference in the game. And so those are all things as you're teaching a program, you're really teaching everyone what it takes to play winning football. He continued to recap the game and and focused on, you know, in terms of, of not losing the game, some of the plays that changed the game, kind of some of the plays that last night you wish you could you could get back. Football is based on a sequence of events. And, you know, little things in, in the game, like this game could arguably have come down to four to six plays that make the difference between winning and losing. And you never really know what four to six plays they are. That's why you have to play every play to the best of your ability from effort to toughness you know, and first thing we thought is, and we knew is we had to score touchdowns in the red zone. And we could not kick field goals, and we had to kick two field goals. And, you know, we had an opportunity on both plays to score. And those are things that you got to take advantage of. We got the ball on the ground on the kickoff, and we don't go get the ball. They recover it, and then the next play it goes 99 yards for a touchdown. Those are all things as we learn how to win we have to learn from those mistakes, not waste a failure, and learn from that and continue to move on and get better as a football team and a football program. Um, you can't jump off sides pre-snap penalties or lack of discipline penalties. Number of times, second long, we jump off sides. We, we can't do that. You know, you're ahead of the sticks. You've worked hard to get to the sticks. Those are all things that when we talk about winning football, you can't beat yourselves. And one last comment here to leave you with before we go to break is Butch Jones talks about not necessarily so much last night, but his expectations for this program, Um, not just the team, not the win-loss record, but the program, what he wants to see from uh, on the field to in the stands to everything in between. I'm as optimistic and as encouraged as I've ever been. And this is a great place and a great institution. Um, but my expectations for this football program is very, very high. And my name's on this football program with everything that we do. I'm talking about the way our players act in class, the way they are in the community, me and Barb's visibility in the community. And in a couple years, I expect that stadium to be sold out. And that's a mindset. Our in-game entertainment must improve greatly to get people to the stadium. My name's on it. My name's on the product that we put on the football field. My name's on bringing quality student-athletes 
to this institution and them graduating and being great representatives of Arkansas State University. I love that part of it. This place is very, very special, and it's growing more and more and very, very dear to me in my heart. And that may sound kind of why you're saying that, because we can be as good as we want to be. I saw tonight that this football team, this football program can be as good as we want to be, and we're going to work to get something that it becomes an event where people can't wait to get to Arkansas State to watch a football game because the entertainment's going to be tremendous, the support's going to be tremendous, the product on the field's going to be tremendous, and it's going to be full of energy and excitement. That's my vision for this place, and I will not stop until we get there. We can be as good as we want to be. Will not stop until we get there. Not a word to do. But I feel like we saw a step last night at Centennial Bank Stadium. Uh, we'll continue, of course, to take your thoughts on that at 9303776. But it's time to start looking around at the rest of the week in action. There's a lot of fun stuff coming up. So let's dive into some additional college football talk when we come back. Keep it with us on the ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook. And follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. At Mr. T's, they know football games start way before kickoff. And that's why Mr. T's is your tailgate party headquarters this football season. Get 30 packs of Bud, Bud Light, Coors, and Miller Light for just $20.75, tax included. Plus, Mr. T's has the largest selection of beers and wines from around the world, all at the absolute best prices. So make the game-winning drive to Mr. T's at Riverside or Mr. Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. Central Toyota has your vehicle and your back. And call Central Toyota today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off tomorrow what can be done today. Central Toyota Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Toyota. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, Remember Central Toyota. Schedule your service needs today on Stadium in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. Save big this week at Food Smart, where you get all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. Get Prairie Fresh bone in assorted pork chop value packs for $1.27 a pound. Chicken drumsticks value packs, 88 cents a pound. Tennessee Pride Pork Sausage Patties, 24 ounces, 361. 15 pound bags of all purpose russet potatoes, 355. And 12 packs of Pepsi products are three for $9.88 when you buy three or more. Be smart. Shop Food Smart. Now open in Jonesboro and the two former Hayes Supermarkets locations on Nettleton and on G Street. There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step by step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. At J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, trust the name the pros trust is more than a slogan. It's the peace of mind that comes with walking into a local business and seeing faces you recognize and people that recognize you. And it's the promise that they're going to help you get your project, no matter how large or small, done as quickly as possible at the best price. It doesn't matter if you need a new rake or a new roof. Come see why J.T. White is the name found on most local job sites. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, located at Harrisburg and Parker Roads near I-555 in Jonesboro. Collision repair in Jonesboro.
Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. You'll be glad you chose Collision Repair to get your car back to normal after an accident. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Do you want to put your products in front of thousands of people all in one weekend? Then reserve your commercial exhibit or sporting collectibles booth space today to make sure you're part of the Wings Over the Prairie Festival at Stuttgart Thanksgiving weekend. The Wings Over the Prairie Festival is an Arkansas tradition featuring the latest in hunting products and innovations. Get in on the action. Call the Stuttgart Chamber of Commerce today, 870-673-1602, or go to StuttgartArkansas.org and make sure you get your products in front of thousands of people all in one weekend. Again, call 870-673-1602 or go to StuttgartArkansas.org. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the program. It's Kara and Kate hanging out, 9303-776. What's your mindset today following A-State's loss last night to the Raging Cajuns? That question brought to you every day by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. It's uh, your mindset this weekend that you'd like to go check out a new vehicle. Then you should start your search uh, right there online. You can search, of course, new. You can search new to you. You can search by make, by model, by year, by mileage, by body style. Uh, and it's every single vehicle in the Kavanaugh inventory that's there for you on KavanaughCars.com. And, of course, once you get that perfect vehicle selected, go ahead and get pre-approved. Go ahead and find out what your what your trade-in is going to be valued at because they can take care of all of that right there online for you at KavanaughCars.com. 9303776 is the number to call. Looking around elsewhere at what is going on in college football this weekend, this is... We'll start with the Sun Belt because it's a real, real quick list before we dive into the top twenty-five. Uh, there's just not going, not a lot going on this weekend uh, among the schools that are uh, among the current member institutions because, well, we've already seen two midweek games this week, and when you only got ten teams, then that means you're not going to have a whole lot coming up uh, in uh, the rest of the week. So coming up. Tomorrow, it's South Alabama at ULM. It's Texas State at Georgia State. A couple interesting storylines because of Georgia State, of course, is got to make sure they win to stay in the conversation about potentially being a bowl team. Uh, ULM, uh, South Alabama, of course, they're 4-2, and two, so they're trying to inch closer to bowl eligibility for the first time in a hot minute if they're able to get a win over ULM. And then ULM's got to be feeling pretty good. This week, after that comeback win over Liberty, where they were 33-point underdogs. So, I'm actually, I I will definitely be doing some big-time score checking tomorrow between South and ULM. Because those are kind of two good stories right now. Uh, For a while, it seemed like it was going to be a no-brainer that South Alabama was the most improved team in the conference. But but if, if ULM gets, like, four wins, I mean, that's huge. Nobody thought that was happening at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm, there's, I mean, there's a legitimate conversation to be had of, can they get to six potentially, perhaps, maybe? It would take a few more upsets, and and yeah. the, the back half of their schedule is a lot tougher with with App 
and and LSU and Louisiana. But I mean, I sure as heck didn't think they'd beat Liberty either. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe Terry Bowden's got a couple more surprises up his sleeve. Let's go to the phones and check in with JD. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Let's get them picks out of the way real quick. All right, uh, let's do it. Let me find them. Here we go. Over or under? Sixty-eight and a half points scored in Tennessee at Alabama. Uh, sixty-eight. Uh, over. Will Penn State cover against Illinois, favored by twenty-three and a half? No. Will a team ranked in the top ten lose? There's eight playing. Eight playing. I started to say that may be a Kara trick question, but that's that's not a trick question if you tell me how many's playing. I'm going to say yes. How many touchdown passes is Ole Miss going to score against LSU? Uh, let's see. I didn't take that much senior high math, but I'm going to go with five. Okay. Will Cincinnati's first offensive score be a receiving or a, uh, excuse me, a rushing or a passing touchdown? Rushing. Finally, here our tiebreaker today, JD. Total yards of offense for Oklahoma there at Kansas. Uh, five hundred. Okay, we got it, sir. Okay, hey, listen, I'm I'm opt. This is a synopsis of me this year. I come in way overly optimistic, and then that's just what we do. So, but when it didn't turn out like I anticipated, then I got overly. Uh, uh, disgusted, probably, or pessimistic, and uh, I, 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 hey, all that you can say whatever you want to about moral victories. It's just semantics. If you can't tell me that somebody'd rather get beat one point in the barn burner than get embarrassed fifty three to six, yeah. well, that's just silly. That's just silly. It's always a better victory if you're highly competitive. And if you get your brains beat out, you know. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I was really encouraged by the deal last night. And two or three observations I had is I thought the fumble recovery and the interception by the defense allowed us to have a chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I've kind of been a Lane Hatcher guy all along, too. But I will say this. And I think Lane would tell you this. He didn't have one of his better games throwing. Maybe a little rusty. Maybe the defense in his grill all night makes him rush a little bit. Usually when you don't perform as well as you think you should, you got to get the other side some of the credit. But there was a throw that the, the guy was wide open, the back of the end zone. He looked like he had plenty of time, and he didn't rush it. He stepped into it. I mean, everything looked picture perfect, and he just thought it about six foot over the dude's head, which I thought was very unlike him. That's unlike him we've seen in the past, and I expect him to be a lot better in the next game as far as accuracy and his performance. Wasn't a bad, terrible performance, but we've seen him do better. We really have, and he probably had to have one of those games maybe for us to win. And there was a dude that I hadn't heard of. He's got like ten letters and four syllables in his name. But um, I was first half I listened to 
on the combine and watch the second half, but they was calling this good dude's name all night lot long, and I I hadn't heard him much before. But was it offense or defense, J.D.? Defense. Uh, Pilly Tuitavaki. That's it. I, I, I thought he made a huge difference against the running game somewhat. But uh, and, and I, I'm, I was highly encouraged on it. Moving right on, moving right along, we got to do a little bit of baseball before I leave. And the Cardinals are tearing up the Arizona Fall League. And everybody says, well, what's so special about the Arizona Fall League? And, and a lot of teams put so much stock in it because every team sends their five, six, seven best prospects in their organization. So you're not playing against inferior competition. It's the best competition. But Newt Barr, I think, is leading, his, leading the whole league in on base percentage. And, and uh, we're just saying uh, uh, it's a little unusual, and they let Hicks go. Usually, if you've been in the big leagues, you don't get to go. But they've really been doing good, and, and I'm hoping Atlanta can come back and get this thing done tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But my prediction from that is uh, is if they don't, if they go to a game seven, I, I'm afraid they could be in trouble. I, I think the Dodgers might get it if it goes seven. Don't but, want to. Uh, don't want. I know they certainly don't want to have uh, what happened last no. year. They they were up two zero. They were up three one. The Braves were, and then I mean you're getting yeah. kind of close to some history repeating itself here. Yeah, they're getting. They're having horrible visions of a rerun right yeah. now. You know, but uh, anyway, I, I, as far as your question, I, I'm encouraged about last night, and uh, uh, you know, and I think your comments about Louisiana Monroe. Boy, stuff can just happen so quick. You can think you got the premier team in the league, and all of a sudden you can't win a game, and then you got a team that you think's never going to win another game, and you turn around, and they might get bowl eligible. So that's a good thing, I think, where things can you get the right people in the right places, and and things can change for yeah. you. Certainly so. Hey, have a great weekend, guys, and we'll. Watch a little baseball and football tomorrow and the next day. Hey, that sounds like a plan. J.D., you have a good weekend. Right. Thanks for shouting at us. You too. We're going to stay on the phones here at 9303776. Check in with Mark. How are you? Pretty good, Kara. How are you doing? Hey, just a couple quick questions. Hey, is it just me or does Lane seem like he plays better when he does not have to worry about being taken out of the game uh, like he has in the previous games he's played in? Like to me, he didn't. To me, he didn't have to worry about James White coming in and taking a spot. To me, he played ten times better last night than he had the whole so far this season. I mean, we've only we it's. We don't have a sample size to compare it to. Lane started two games this season, and that's it. He didn't play well in one. He did play well in the other one. I don't know. To me, I think the way that it's been going is. You know, if Blackman didn't do good, they brought uh, Hatcher in. If Hatcher didn't do good, they brought Blackman in. And I don't think he had to worry about that last night, and so he played 10 times better. But uh, since y'all brought the guy up, I'm not even going to try to say his name. I think it's number 17. Uh, you just, matter of fact, you just told uh, that I can't even say the guy's name, though, just on the phone. Uh, 
Is it Tui Tavaki or something like that? Y- yes, Pili Tuivaki. Tui Tavaki. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna overthink it now and say it wrong. <laughs> but okay, I understand there's certain packages for each each down. But what I did not understand is, okay, he made a defensive or a tackle for loss, and then as soon as he did, they took him out of the game. Man, in my opinion, they should just let him in. But that's, you know, I'm not a coach. I'm just I'm just I guess armchair quarterback. I guess what I am. I'm with you there, and 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 one of the reasons for that last night, and and what we're going to see for a lot of the season is is them rotating guys in and out as as much as they can because they've got to just attempt to continue to have guys that are fresh out there because the depth right now at the interior of of the defensive line mark is just it's it is non-existent. So. Any second you feel like you can get one of your starters out there, even just a quick breather, you, you do it, and then you put them back in a couple plays later. Okay, and, and I understand, or in my opinion, that uh, Bennett and JoJo is a hard soul of our defense. But do they ever take them out? Not very much. Those Not guys, either. yeah, those guys are. You'll see some other guys out there. I mean, Q Lee and, and, and Thurman Gathers. Um, are guys that have been out there a little bit, uh, but but for the most part, man, those guys are playing a lot, a lot of snaps right now. Okay, and one more question about two people: What happened to uh, the, I can't think of his first name, but Fagans, and is Corbett Mims still on the team? Um, I I'm not sure about Fagans. In terms of, of why he's not out there, I'm trying to remember how much we've seen him this year, if he's been in a couple games or not. And then, uh, to the best of my knowledge, yeah, Mims is, is still playing. He's, he's still on the team, so I'm not sure what if what's going on there. He's still, I mean, technically he's still a freshman, so I don't know if they're just trying to, to keep him uh, off the field and play him later on in this season. Since last year didn't count, this could technically still be a redshirt season. I don't know what the game plan is. Okay. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, appreciate it, Mark. Appreciate all the questions. Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. Again, I, I don't know, you know, necessarily what the game plan is there at defensive line in terms of who comes in and who comes out. I can tell you, we've we've got <laughs> a much shorter participation chart for Arkansas State football than I've seen in a minute. There there are not a lot of guys that that played last night because there's not a lot of depth right now. But but here is here is the defensive line. And and it's it's kind of scary in in terms of of depth there because you just you're really down to not very many guys and and you know last night what we saw to kind of help with that a little bit we saw more of Arkansas State going back to that three man front than we've seen um, this year but so last night the guys that were out there at the uh, at the interior or these are guys who are in the interior right now all right this is who is on the roster. You've got Terry Hampton. He is out with an ACL injury. You've got Hunter Morton. Um, I cannot remember what, what he is he is dealing with, but unfortunately the past couple years of, of his football career have been injury-plagued. He's got another injury this year. He is out for the season. You've got Quay Mays. Quay Mays played more last night than we've seen him play at any other game so far this season, and the reason for that is not because he's not effective. It's because he's been injured. You've got Vidal Scott. Okay. He's been healthy. He didn't start last night because, or at least he wasn't announced in the starting lineup because he's not completely healthy and they're not sure how much he's going to be able to go. You've got John Mincy. 
uh, listed on the defensive line. We saw a bit of him last night, but there was a moment where he got rolled up and he had to come off the field for a couple of plays. So that's that. That's it. That's who you got. So who do we just mention that there's nobody 100% healthy? And there's only a, there's several guys that are already out for the season. And then everybody else, Torin Coppingell, is a freshman. Jalil Muhammad is a freshman. Tim Harden is a freshman. Darius Jackson is is a freshman. And uh, I'll be honest with you, Elijah Beasy is listed on the team as a redshirt sophomore. I'm not sure. I, I just don't have a lot of information on him. That's that's your D-line. That's why that last Cajuns drive was 10 and a half minutes. Three or four yards here, three or four yards there. Run it up the gut. Keep moving the chains. Never get off the field. Yeah. And again, this is a unit that this this is a a depth issue. It is not going to get you if you're lucky the last four games you can at least get the freshman onto the field to give some of your starters a breather here and there in terms of the rotation. But at best, at best, you get a little bit of a band-aid on this unit over the last four games. But uh, it's it's not addressed until a couple couple rounds of recruiting. Uh, by the way, not to change the subject, but Dennis Dodd is the first media member to report on the Sunbelt expansion. Okay, so he confirms yeah. what College AD has reported earlier, and uh, you're seeing enough reports about this by now that it's not it's it's more and more and more and more smoke. So yeah, uh, this tweet from Dennis Dodd at one thirty two, which was four minutes ago. Quote: Sunbelt will invite James Madison, Marshall, Southern Miss and Old Dominion as soon as next week. CBS Sports has learned. Other outlets have reported next week differing timelines at this point. And he credits Matt Brown and College AD for also uh, being in that discussion earlier today. So again, uh, it looks like the Sun Belt is going from 10 to 14. So we'll talk on that here in just a moment. D-Money's with us on the phone. How are you? A little perplexed after that list. Oh yeah, Old Dominion and James Madison. Well, so here's here's what I, I thought the Sun Belt would go to twelve, and I still think Sun Belt is a is a I still think twelve is a nice number because you've got fewer mouths to feed. So there's been conversations about Southern Miss and, and Marshall for a while, but when you have your opponent on the ropes, D Money, what do you do? You knock, knock them, out. them out. Yeah. So if you leave, if you just go to twelve. And maybe you've got a couple of years where things don't go your way or the Sun Belt has a couple down years and the football isn't that great and, and the revenue's not that great and all of a sudden uh, the AAC starts to get momentum or maybe you finally have a team from Conference USA that doesn't suck. Then what happens? Well, then all of a sudden Conference USA starts chattering in App State's ear. They chatter in Coastal ear. They talk to Georgia Southern. They talk to Georgia State and they're like, hey, man, think of how awesome we could be. We could have this Eastern League. We could bring in James Madison. We could bring in Leader, Liberty. We would own the Eastern Seaboard. And look how strong our programs would be. And then what do you do? So you have the opportunity right now today to deliver the knockout punch. So you take it. I, I, I just don't see Old Dominion or James Madison really helping. I understand what you're saying. I get it from, from a geographic perspective. Southern Miss I absolutely 100% agree with. But to, I, I just don't understand. I mean, and Marshall makes sense to me. I, again, I know you, we talked about this. I just can't understand not going with after Louisiana Tech. 
I just, because just, Louisiana Tech has burned every bridge they can, and it, so to heck with them, man. All right. I guess, like, I mean, like you said, if they if they did burn a lot of bridges, and I don't know the history real well, if they, if they have done some stupid things, then, you know, you got to lay in the bed that you made. So, but I, I just, again, I just, the James Madison Old Dominion, I don't see that's going to build your, your cachet or your brand. Southern Miss, yes, but and Marshall, I think even, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, well, I'll tell you this, Dean, and, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know very much about Old Dominion at all, and we'll we'll have to learn about them next week. Uh, but I will tell you, a few years back, I couldn't understand what App State or Georgia Southern or Coastal Carolina honestly added to this league. But what you had with those teams, particularly with App State and Georgia Southern, is you had teams that had gone out and had incredible success at the FCS level and have incredible success in their areas among their fan base. And James Madison fits that bill exactly. Behind the scenes, James Madison has been working to get ready for this opportunity for a while. In fact, I think there were conversations about the Sun Belt possibly approaching them around the time that they did bring in Coastal Carolina. And James Madison has been a team that, okay. is, that is really, really, really competitive in the FCS playoffs I, I can't remember if they won a national championship recently or not or if they're one of those teams that keeps that keeps just coming up short to North Dakota State but they're a good program in that aspect so Sunbelt kind of looking at the the App State Georgia Southern model here in bringing in uh, James Madison well I was not aware of that so thanks for the education on that one I appreciate it hey we're um we're all about two to words together. for you yeah. exactly I have two words for you for about next year transfer portal <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I think they're going to be saying, hey, uh, do you play defensive line? More more importantly, defensive tackle? Hey, Red Wolves, come, come see us. woo You know, jump on the train. Yeah. That and defensive backs. It is. Uh... Gotta, yeah. I mean, I, I was on the sideline last night uh, in close proximity to coaches and stuff, and uh, it was clearly – Clearly visible, they were frustrated with not so much well the play, yes, with the lack of options. I mean, I, I overheard one coach saying, "Well, who do we have left?" So yeah, it's it's definitely a frustration on the coach's part as the limited amount of numbers that they have of healthy bodies that can get out on the field. So yeah, that's going to be a, a big one. I you know I don't know if they're going to go transfer portal or or JUCO or maybe both, but they've got to do something to bring in some guys with some, first of all, some experience, and secondly, some, some size. Yeah. They, they need some of the big, you know, big boy uh, buffet eaters up there. That they do. D-Money, if it's all right with you, we're going we're gonna to hit pause. I'm overdue for a break, and I'm, I'm not doing very well with my time management skills today. Hey, you know what? You were up late last night. I'm <laughs> sure you probably had a couple of adult beverages. I know I did. Um, so, yeah, I, I fully understand. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks for shouting at us. You too. For the record, I did not because I turned into a pumpkin at 1030 (laughs) and it was 1130 when I got off the air. Way overdue for a couple breaks. We'll get caught up on some conference stuff here in a moment. Keep it on the ticket. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket. Express Employment Professionals is hiring right now near you. Express in Stuttgart is now hiring for seasonal positions at Riceland that could transition into a long-term and lucrative career in the rice industry, a business vital to this area. These jobs are also a great opportunity to earn extra money with substantial overtime. Now is the time to join Riceland in Lono, Hazen, Desart, Holly Grove, Fair Oaks, Hickory Ridge, Parkin, Wheatley, or Stuttgart. Seasonal positions include harvest labor, dump off 
operators, sample house workers, and appraisal. There's never a fee to apply with Express, and they offer free direct deposit or prepaid debit cards. Stop the job shuffle. Apply for the seasonal positions now available with Riceland, and you could transition into a continuing and rewarding career. Call 870-672-4568 to schedule an appointment to apply in person at Express Employment in Stuttgart, or begin your application online at ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com or 870-672-4568. Get up to $170 back at Placid Tire Service on a set of Dixie Pack or Mickey Thompson Off-Road Tires. Save $70 instantly on a set of four at Placid Tire Service, plus get $100 back by mail on eligible Mickey Thompson tread patterns. This exclusive deal on go-anywhere, great-looking off-road tires is only at Placid Tire Service. In Jonesboro on South Caraway and at our newest store on East Johnson Avenue. Get up to $170 back on a set of Dixie Peck or Mickey Thompson off-road tires at Plaza Tire Service. A few years ago, we had a hauling company that hauled the cars and trucks that we purchased at auction. One day I saw Bill, the owner of the hauling company, and he had both arms in a cast. He had fallen from the top rail of his hauling truck, broke both arms. He said, yes, Danny, and I have never been nicer to my wife all the years we've been married. I need her bad. Think about that. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. This is Davey Carter with Centennial Bank. At Centennial, we're proud of our long-standing relationship with Arkansas State University. Whether it's opening up a new account at our on-campus banking center, we're cheering with you at Centennial Bank Stadium. And we're embracing our newest Red Wolf leaders as well, including our hard-charging football coach, Butch Jones, and our new athletic director, Tom Bowen. At Centennial, our promise is to always be here for you. We're building legacies, one Red Wolf at a time. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. Prices are falling at Car Today. And now is the time to get the best savings on late model, low mileage cars, trucks, and SUVs. Because at Car Today, we say yes. No credit, bad credit, or bankruptcy. No problem. We will get you approved. Because we know bad things can happen to good people. And all of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included. We offer free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guaranteed. Plus, when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. Get to Car Today, where we say yes. On Stadium in Jonesboro or NEACarToday.com. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, uh, I was about to say home stretch, but we still got another break to take, so I better get it together here as uh, the clock is ticking on a Friday edition of the Workday Red Zone. Again, uh, there's some great games coming up this weekend and, and all kinds of stuff. 
All kinds of stuff uh, happening around the college football and the athletics world, uh, Major League Baseball, NFL coming up, NBA underway. But the big news now, I guess, locally, regionally, turns to conference realignment because we are starting to see some of the first national reports that the Sun Belt is expanding and that they will invite four teams. So James Madison, Marshall, Southern Miss, Old Dominion. As just general collegiate fans... I feel like most of us are fairly familiar with Marshall and Southern Miss, right? Both teams have a fairly storied history. You can you can name a couple alum that at least played football at those schools. You know if they're good, they're bad. You know where they're at in the, in the national storylines. Uh, but, of course, even that being said, we'll look a lot more at these teams next week. Old Dominion, I am going to have to educate myself on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as we just talked to D-Money about prior to the break of the previous phone call, I think James Madison could be could be a sneaky good pickup, and and here's why. You know, the last time the Sun Belt went through this, to be honest with you, there there wasn't a lot left. But instead of just going out and picking FCS schools across the map that were um, in the same geography or maybe try and hit up whatever metro area would be left, the Sun Belt went out and it added really good FCS football programs with really good fan support. That's what happened Georgia Southern were. And James Madison absolutely fits that mold. In the past five years, they have played in three FCS National Championship games. Now, they haven't won any. <laughs> They're 0 for 3. They've lost to, Young to Youngstown State once and, and North Dakota State twice. But, I mean, they're, they're in the thick of it. The last five years, they've won a playoff game Actually, in the last six years, they've won a playoff game every single year, at least making it to the second round. So they have a lot of success there at James Madison, and that's the type of football program they'll be bringing to the league. Of course, they've also got a great softball program. Not that that's something that, that A-State is going to be you know, concerned with over the next few years, but they were a really fun story to watch yeah. last year in the, the Women's Softball World Series. All right, another quick break. We've got to come back and, and take one more of those. Come back and it'll be a short seg- segment to, to wrap it up on a Friday edition of the Workday Red Zone. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Duck season is just around the corner, and whether you're in need of a new boat, a new motor, or just want your current when running, come see us at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. Now in stock, we have to hot 25 horsepower and smaller motors. You can shop us both in-store and online. From a hole in your boat to a whole new boat, let our certified marine technicians get you ready for that next great duck hunt. Come to Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart and shop online at maxpw.com. The hunt begins here. Whether you're starting out or starting over, Payless is the name to remember for home furnishings. How about a queen mattress for only $99 or a heavy-duty washer for $15.99 a week? Name brands like Ashley, Maytag, Samsung, Sealy, and more. No credit? No problem. Payless has flexible payment plans and on-the-spot quick delivery. So, starting out or starting over, Payless is the place for quality furniture with locations in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Pigott. Visit us online at shoppaylessfurniture.com. That's shoppaylessfurniture.com. Why pay more when you can pay less when you bank at first security you're choosing better for yourself and fellow arkansans better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources and better support for the things that matter to you 
as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding your better at first security makes Arkansas better too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. Where are we going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party. We're going to the old country store off the Cash River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro. Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we? The old country store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men. Oh, you mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny. Yep. You know, Jose's my favorite. Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by fully paid voice actors. The Old Country Store and Spirits, 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store. Why do I have to order my bras and underwear online now? I'm so over it. Am I even wearing the right size? Oh, you don't have to anymore. Honey Hush in downtown Jonesboro is the best. What? Really? Can they fit me? Absolutely. It's a cozy private boutique with a great staff. I love love Andrea and Honey Hush. She has extended sizes up to 54 and the whole alphabet of cups. Let's go tomorrow. Honey Hush, Jonesboro's newest bra and underwear store with loungewear too. 706 South Main Street in Jonesboro. Something unexpected. Honey Hush. Hey, it's John G. for George Kale Motors in Newport. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kale Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekellmotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC and George Kale Motors. We are professional grade. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone Home Stretch here on the program. And I'm not going to lie to you, two hours went by pretty quick today. A lot of you in, uh, a lot of you today, you're, you're not quite willing to use the words moral victories. But uh, it's kind of, it, it's kind of the vibe. It, it's such a negative phrase, moral victories. But kind of kind of the vibe today as we asked yeah. you uh, earlier you know what's your mindset so uh you know cat says there are butt whoopings and there are losses <laughs> feel a little bit better that last night was the latter the end around says uh proud of those guys saw a glimpse of the future chastain says uh the lights flickered last night there is hope steven a state played tough and are improving Chris says he saw hope. Andy says there's still hope. And <laughs> Mark does ask the obvious question on Twitter. Quote, how do we stop giving up long, long running plays every year? Mark, when you find out the answer, let me know. Hey, A-State only gave up four plays or 20 or more yards last night. It just so happened that two of those were 99 and 75 yards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can take out those two and it's... Well, you take out those two, you win the game. <laughs> you take out those two, and it's, what, 27 to 14 final? Yeah. Maybe maybe next game. There's always, there's <laughs> always next week. There's always next game. Uh, we're going to have, uh, man, a ton. A ton to talk with you about 
On Monday, in terms of potential realignment scenarios and new additions to the Sun Belt and the college football weekend and hoops coming up and another week of football and some NFL and MLB and NBA and I can't wait. I'm already excited. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today, who called uh, and commented, interacted with us on social media. We appreciate y'all. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here Monday morning for the front row with Budro at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great weekend.